Growing up, as you were getting older, did you see where your life was heading? Welcome back to quarantine season. My name is Ella Camacho. I have a special guest here joining me today, someone I knew from my marching band days in high school. We were never close, but she has been one person from those days who has showed their support in my flourishing film career, which I appreciate immensely. She has a warm heart and loves to laugh and travel across the world. I'll let her introduce herself. Hey, my name is Vicki Stiles, formerly Vicki Herbener. I went to school with you <laughs> um, and we were in marching band together. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I actually watched my nephew have his communion virtually oh, just wow. now. So <laughs> that's what's happening. Something new every day. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So I wanted to start off with saying why I reached out to you to share with the listeners. Because it all started from when I found the marching band Senior Will in my bedroom when I was cleaning out my stuff. And then I stumbled upon yours and read what you said about other people and about me. And then I was like, I got to reach out. <laughs> and then because I saw how people saw me then and I'm like, wow, I changed a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I don't remember even having a full conversation with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so I was really inclined to reach out to you. Yeah. So how are you doing overall? I'm good. You know, I first of all thank you for reaching out um you know it's actually kind of funny that you say that because i just moved actually in the middle of all of this craziness oh wow <laughs> and i've still been unpacking and one of the things that was taking me forever was just going through all of my books and you know just school stuff and yearbooks <laughs> and I found my high school yearbooks and I started reading just some of the things that some of my friends, you know, said back then. And it really kind of pushed me into a state of reflection, I guess. Yeah. Which I think a lot of people have been doing nowadays. But yeah, like you said, you know, it just made me really thankful of if where I am now, I think, and the people that I did have around me then. And it does actually really make me want to reach out to people and be like yeah. you know thank you for being my friend thank you for being there when I needed you and it's just been all sorts of crazy so I totally understand that it's been one heck of a ride one heck of a roller coaster ride these past for few sure. months and so how are you and your family coping with this pandemic so it's definitely been a little weird like I said, we just moved. We actually moved out of our old house and my husband and I, and then we have three dogs. Wow. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> three big dogs. Whoa. <laughs> but we moved out of our old house in January and just because of some crazy stuff that happened with that old house and some financial stuff, we moved in with his mom. Mm-hmm until we could be in a position to buy a new one. So we had to wait to sell our old one, you know, wait a little bit and then buy the new one. And getting close to closing on the first house was when this pandemic hit. Oh my God, that was the worst timing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think we closed maybe April 2nd. Oh, wow. You, and that so... was like right after, <laughs> that was like right after it all began. 
Yeah, and you know, we were so we were already not in the most ideal situation because we were living with his mom yeah. and you know, while she is family, that still puts pressure oh, yeah, on definitely. you. And she's got another dog, so it's four dogs Whoa. all in one household. And then on top of that, all of us started working at home oh my at the gosh. same time. <laughs> Did you guys have to do Zoom calls and stuff too? Yeah. Oh my and I can imagine was, trying to coordinate that was a hot mess. Oh, for sure. And, you know, I'm very thankful that both he and I were able to work from home and continue working because I know that's not everyone's reality, but it was definitely something very special. <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. But at least now you're settling into your new place. So that's wonderful news. That's wonderful news to hear. Yeah, definitely. So has this pandemic inspired you to do things you've never done? I don't think I would say I've never done. Or just wanted uh, to do but but didn't get a chance to. Yeah, so, you know, I have been crafting a lot which is not necessarily new to me but now I have the time you know and I'm at home and when I have even when I just need a break from work I can just walk away and work on whatever I wanted to do but what we've been doing mostly is doing a lot of like furniture and room makeovers in our house which before we never really had been able to do and so that's actually been kind of exciting too yeah we're just Picking up like little pieces here and there from like Facebook Marketplace or even stuff that we already had and just redoing it to fit our house. Yeah. So I feel like a little Joanna Gaines almost. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) It's crazy how this time has inspired people to just revisit things that they've done, but they have more time than ever to do it. So it's just crazy. Like just for two years, I wanted to do a podcast. Uh, Something always came up. Something always came up. I got to do something for my sanity. Yeah. I need to bring some positive energy into my life and and (laughs) somehow hopefully spread some into other people's lives. Yeah. Right. And then you uh, came to Georgia, which has been fun on its own, (laughs) I bet. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm embarrassed now being from Georgia with all that's happening. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been interesting. Yeah, I I totally understand that. I have traveled a lot, so I have friends and I have family all over the world. And it's just, it's kind of interesting, their take on things and how, you know, their life has been affected. And then they look at me here. <laughs> And I remember, you know, when all of this was first starting, I have most of my family still in Argentina. So I think it was the weekend after they announced shutting stuff down. And I think it was also first when people were still questioning how serious everything Mm -hmm. was. And so, and, you know, including myself, I just, I didn't know I didn't have enough information. And I remember my friend had a birthday gathering for her fiance and we went out somewhere and you know it's just a little group of us but I remember getting home and the next day I woke up and my cousin who lives in Argentina had messaged me and she was like you know this is really serious like you should really think about what you're doing and she didn't exactly mention what brought it up but you know once I realized like someone had posted a picture when we were out oh, wow it really just put things in perspective for me like in Argentina they just completely shut everything yeah. down right yeah. away yeah I have a friend actually who lives in Argentina 
yeah they still have everything and for mm-hmm. the most part shut down like there's cafes open here and there but for the most part everything yeah. shut down it's also winter yeah. over there so I think it's a little bit more prominent but yeah I mean <laughs> one thing I was thinking about is Argentine people are those kinds of people that greet each other by you know a kiss yeah. on the cheek I mean, I mean so all like- <laughs> Hispanic and Latina people that's the first thing I thought about I was like how is this going to affect our culture yeah. how is this going to affect our yeah. culture because that's like because Seriously. we have to kiss people when we first walk into a room we got to kiss everybody in the room and then before mm-hmm. we leave we got to kiss everybody in the room again <laughs> and like in Argentina we also have mate which is like a it's a traditional drink right where it's just herbs and then you have a metal straw with hot water so it's essentially like an herbal tea type uh-huh. situation but the tradition is that you share it with everyone it's one <laughs> cup with one straw oh my gosh. and when you go to someone's house you know for merienda which is just like your afternoon snack you know with teas and crackers type of thing you share it with everyone and it could be friends it could be people you don't really know it, you know your family so I'm like this has been tradition for so long like what are people doing now <laughs> Oh my god. It's like getting the communion wine. Like it's going to everybody. Yeah. yeah. And swiping it off doesn't do anything. The, like you know, the saliva <laughs> is still there. <laughs> I know at one point my priest when I was in high school, he took out wine altogether out of communion because he saw that alcoholics were coming to the church to get drunk. Oh god. Oh <laughs> <laughs> like oh free one yeah (laughs) and like some of them are trying to get more than a sip oh my gosh it was crazy i feel like that could be a movie (laughs) the communion crashers no more wine for nobody no more wine that's so funny yeah yeah so uh, growing up did you expect to be where you are now not at all i think that's in so many ways like even when I look back at high school and I thought I really wanted to be a diplomat first of all which is still like a faraway dream for me right but you know I went to school and I did I still majored in international relations which is you know close enough and then I traveled and I studied abroad as well which that also supported that dream And then I came back and now I'm working in insurance claims, (laughs) which has nothing to do with that. Life is just full of surprises. Yeah. And, you know, even like who I married, my husband went to school with us. Mm -hmm. Um, He was in our grade. I've always known of him. He wasn't really ever a friend. I never really talked to him in high school. And it's just kind of funny how my friends that I still kept in touch with from high school and then some of my newer friends. And then we all kind of got back together literally as soon as I got back to the United States from my last time that I was abroad. And he was there. And, and you know, we kind the of sparks, <laughs> the sparks went off. Right. Fireworks, fireworks. Yeah. Bursting basically. in here. <laughs> you know, and I would have never thought. And even when you look at it, like from the outside, like, I was a marching man when yeah. he was like football captain. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Even when you look at it that way, you're like, what? How, the does, heck? how does that even mesh up? 
it's like a Taylor Swift song. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me, like, I've been told that I'm like the Taylor Swift of scripts. I write about the people I've been with and the people in my Mm -hmm. family. Oh, okay. And so there's this, there's this like there's there's a saying that like be careful what you say because it might end up in your script. And that's literally yep. that's literally like um, my friends always just like stay on the they're like oh wait I better hold back <laughs> right no, but, <laughs> gotta watch what I say yeah yeah and the, and the people that didn't do good you get in the script too <laughs> yeah yeah I I mean but. That's, I mean, that makes, I think, for, like, the best art. Yeah. You know, when it's affected by your real-life experiences, like, there's, people can connect with that, and I think that that's what makes it so special. Yeah. that's That was my biggest hope, to really bring people together and just to help heal them in a way. Because, mm-hmm. as you know, I, I didn't end up becoming a doctor, so <laughs> um, that didn't happen. So I, I wanted to then heal people in another way. Yeah. And I think even in today's world, that's more prominent oh my gosh. than before. Oh my gosh, yes. And it's, it's funny, it took me failing a medical grad program three times oh man (laughs) because right right before right before that I think like sometimes I feel like there's a spirit or someone trying to tell you something you know sometimes you feel like okay yeah yeah." so like um, puppet strings yeah (laughs) and but you try to you try to fight it with all your might like no I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it anyways just for that (laughs) like because even in undergrad my dad was like you write all the time you might as well just change your major but I'm like I'm about to graduate I'm not about to restart everything everything and I don't and at that time I was only writing poetry I didn't know anything about scripts and then it took my um my roommate from college in my first year of the medical grad program passed away in a freak car accident and that was like an eye-opener. It was like, what do I really want? Yeah. What do I really want out of life? Am I yeah. happy? And, and that third t- attempt, I, my advisor said, every time you come to me, you're in tears. Every time you come to me. And I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't know what else to do. I don't know <laughs> what else to do. And then I decided to just take a two-year leave of absence I was so depressed and anxiety was good. I was just all yeah. over the place. And then I discovered I had a whole bunch of health issues too in the long run. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, okay. And it was like ending a relationship. All I wanted to do was become a doctor. That was like the number one thing. Yeah. And me and Moz, you know Moz, me and, me and yeah. Moz were like, we're going to be doctors together. <laughs> <laughs> and even when I was in the classroom in the medical grad program, I was like, I wish I could feel the way they were feeling with all the passion they had inside for medicine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why don't I feel that? I was just trying to like seek it out. Like, why don't I have it? And then I come home and then what do I do? I write. And I'm like, yeah. but no, I, I was so blind. I was so blind to, to see the answer. My roommate was the one who told me, hey, you're an amazing writer. You need to do something with it. And I started teaching myself how to write scripts. And looking back at those scripts, those scripts were terrible because they're not even in the right <laughs> format. I was just like, I can't even, I can't even look at them. <laughs> Doing something. <laughs> but but, um, but she, she read them and she was like, yeah, you, yeah, this is, this is what you need to do. You this is what you need to be doing not not this 
And so yeah. she kind of like she kind of gave me that push, and then told my parents it was like at least for my mom, it's like something just died in her with the sense that me ending that chapter with wanting to be a doctor. My dad was straight up mm-hmm. happy for me, and I asked my dad, "How did you know?" that medicine was for you and he was like i just knew and so i was always seeking for that answer i was seeking for that that magic that, that spark. spark that spark <laughs> we're going to back we're going back to that spark yeah that spark to really say this is this is what you need to be doing yeah i i totally get that i i'll be the first to admit i'm still looking for that thing because obviously insurance claims I, is I, not I know what this is not i really wanted I know to do this is not your dream <laughs> i can tell you that from the get-go yeah you know and i i'm always thinking about it and for me it terrifies me to think about going back to school just school you know i loved college but just going back to school and the fact that it's so darn expensive yeah oh my gosh <laughs> and the time and i'm like i'm almost 30 <laughs> yeah we're both the same age of pushing 30 and it's just like yeah oh my and you know you know my friend she said um she's like four years younger than me i knew her since she was born but anyways mm-hmm. so she told me by the time I'm 28, I better be married and have my life together. Yep. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm 28. And there was this silence. Just <laughs> silence. And and I'm just like, you just never know when you reach that age what it really means. Yeah. Because at 20 because back then, 28 was like, oh my god, that's so old. I know. And then you're like and then <laughs> at 28, I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost my midlife yeah crisis. like i gotta meet i gotta meet that person i gotta i gotta have kids i want to have a family like that's why i got dogs yeah i think you know i think i may just be a dog person i'm just i may i may there just have dogs as my kids because i i just like i don't want to be an old mom <laughs> Yeah, I, no. Yeah, I, I I talked about this on a previous podcast, but I really don't want to be an old mom. And I remember yeah. when, even when my mom, she came to my school sometimes, and people sometimes thought that she was my sister, and I would be so angry. And I was like, Mom, why can't you look like a real mom? <laughs> like why? <laughs> I totally understand that. And the, my mom, yeah, yeah it's the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, and then but now I understand. Now I understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to look like an old mom. <laughs> Walking there with my cane, my glasses, and my nose. Right. And then people think you're like the grandma. Yeah. Like no. Oh, like, no, no, no. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that in my life. Yeah, and you know, like I think about my dogs, and I love my dogs. I'm obsessed with my dogs. Like I'm that crazy dog lady. But I think about how much I stress about them and how much, you know, they worry me when something's wrong and when I have to take them to the vet and they have to get another procedure done. And I'm like, if this was a child, like, imagine the stress level and the worry level. Yeah, it would be double. It would be triple, double, whatever. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah, it's (laughs) time will tell. Time will really tell it's in our futures. Because time is going by so fast. I can't believe we're in August already. We somehow made it to August. I don't even know how that happened. I feel like I just left (laughs) California. I'm like, what? (laughs) We're in August? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like waiting for Christmas. Yeah, like, Like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Someone, I saw someone on 
on social media and they're already playing Christmas music. I'm like, we haven't we haven't yeah. even gotten to Halloween yet or Thanksgiving. Like <laughs> my boss was like, my wife wants to put up my Christmas tree already. And I was like, honestly, like why yeah, not? Yeah, why not? Everything else is on yeah, hold. So someone also said, you know, we need some spirit right now in our lives. Why not put up that Christmas tree? Just to brighten things up. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Georgia, it's still nice. Oh my gosh. With 70% humidity. Yeah, it's so hot. It's so hot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And um, I don't know whether I like California more or Georgia more because I missed, believe it or not, I missed the humidity while I was in California because the air was mm-hmm. so dry. And dry. Like, I, was, yeah. I was, my throat was like, Ugh, I'm craving the water. humidity. I, <laughs> need humidifier yeah, exactly and then i come back home i'm like oh my god this is terrible i'm dying you just stay inside here <laughs> you don't go outside you wait until the fall yeah there were those times um in marching band at the football games oh uh-huh. my god remember those brisk those brisk yes. games when we had to have the hand warmers and, your and the shoes, shoes everything and I'm, we were just like dying I, I never forget one of the games. I did not, like, it was so cold. Like, no one could feel anything. anything. And the brass was the only people that played, I feel like. Yeah. Because our instruments were so yeah. cold. They were like, you don't get to play. No. <laughs> you sound funny. No. It was just, no. It was just a hot mess. Yeah. I, I do miss, you know, I miss marching yeah, man. Like I know yeah, it's... me too, actually. I really do. I miss the competitions more than the football games for me. Yeah. I felt like no one really paid attention to us at the games. We were not appreciated. No. And then and then our team <laughs> sucked, so it was just like and they yes. were like and they're like, Come on, go go wildcats. And, we were, and I at least I was just like, they're not gonna get better with our cheers. No. Like, <laughs> I remind that to my husband all the time. I thought it was just me. I was just like, oh my gosh. And then we lost to Meadow Creek at the last game. Oh God, I know. We lost to every game just that year, our senior year. We lost to every game. And then to Meadow Creek, I was just like, game. I'm done. And then and then people wonder, why don't you like football? I mean, there wasn't really a good track record. Yes. <laughs> I had to go to every football game and they and every time they didn't win. So how do you want me to like football when every game I went to they lost? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a Georgia thing, I'm gonna say. You know what? Like the Bulldogs, yeah. sure. But then you have the Falcons and you know <laughs> they're not doing too hot either. So. Oh my gosh. But I, I have been to a UGA tech game before and those are and those are oh, intense. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. I I actually had a brother that was going to tech and I still have not gone to like a college football what? game. What? Yeah, I know. Yeah, when I went to Georgia State, it was funny because I went to the what's that what's that thing called like right before the game that they have the pep rally. N- not, not the pep rally, but just like in for football games, they have like but families can come together. Uh, okay. No um, well, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> There's this thing that they have before games where like families and friends can come together and they wear all the gear and there's games. And- oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I okay. know what you're talking about. 
So it was the first game for Georgia State football. And, oh. um, and it's funny because I went to that event, but then I went to my tennis class and my mom <laughs> went to the game by herself. And she was like, I'm going to the game, shoot. I'm going without you. I don't care. I was like, okay, you can do that. That's funny. Actually, both my brothers are now at Georgia State in the marching Oh, wow. Event. That's cool. I love yeah. Georgia State. I absolutely loved it. I know it's changed a whole lot now. It has. It's not, it's not it, the it, same. No. But, you know, the, I guess they're trying to give more that college feel versus what it used to be where it was just like a more of a city, like university. Yeah. Yeah, that I, sense? yeah. Yeah. Because pretty much the whole school was in the city. It wasn't like it was spread out. Mm-hmm. It was like NYU in a way. In the sense that it was spread out all over the place. It's just all over the place. But I loved walking through the city, going to class, and just sightseeing. But then also having to put my head down because I was like, I can't run into anybody. I was always (laughs) the one who was speed walking to class. I had to be in class like in 15 minutes. And so I was able to get there within 10 by speed walking. And people would always try to say hi. I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta go. Like, nope, nope. Can't talk to you. I had the music going. I was like going by the beat straight to class. Yep. And then also too in the city, the winds are so strong. I went through like 10 billion umbrellas. I literally had bought an umbrella from (laughs) the campus store one day. And that same day, just 30 minutes later, the umbrella broke. And just going back to my dorm. Wow. It It flew like Mary Poppins up in the sky. I was just like, okay, so that's... take me away. That's fine. I don't need this pre-med. I don't need this stuff. I don't need this stress. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I actually, um, I was listening to your, to some of your podcasts and I, um, I saw that you recently got diagnosed with hypothyroidism. Yeah. I actually, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is the autoimmune side of it about eight years ago. So when you were talking about all the stuff that you've gone through, I totally feel you. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, it's terrible, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. And it's just like, I'm tired all the time. I have these extreme yeah. mood swings and premenstrual dysphoric disorder. It's a severe form of premenstrual syndrome that includes physical and behavioral symptoms that usually revolve with the onset of menstruation, your period. So basically, the PMS symptoms heightened. Yeah. Before. That's awful. Yeah. And then my family, they're like, I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> my brother has said to me, you just need to get a new body. Just like, uh, just, yeah, just I... get rid of this one and just get a new body. You know, my, my husband tells me that all the time. He's like, there's always something oh. wrong with you. I'm like, I can't help it. Like, it's just, and you know, I honestly don't know if I'm just like hyper aware of what my body is feeling or if there really just is like all these things going on, but I totally get it. Like, it's just like, well, I wish I could just hit the restart button and just try again because this is not working yeah it's it's not in our heads it's happening like i would go to sleep at a good time and just wake up and not feel rested and my mom my mom would always be like how come i'm older than you and i have more energy and i told her i told her that something was wrong and then when i got my blood tested she's like oh it was always something like i knew something was wrong with this and then she was like oh yeah well 
I don't think like most people don't realize how much the thyroid affects oh your gosh. body. Like, you know, it affects your depression. It affects your strength, your muscles, your capability to think straight. It affects your menstrual cycle. You know, it affects literally everything in your body. And, you know, I've had it for eight years and the amount of research that I've done on this, like there's still not a straight answer as to how I can just fix it. There's so many little parts that go together. Like it'd be impossible. Like I have a full-time job. Like how am I supposed to do everything? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there's no time to explain what's going on. You're just in the moment Mm -hmm. and it's just hard to explain to people because they don't understand unless they actually have done research or they have it or... Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy. But I do have a lot of information. So if you ever need anything, I'd be more than happy (laughs) to talk about it because... I get it. I'm right there with you on it. And I mean, I think it's something that's still relatively new for doctors. I think doctors have known for a long time that it's been a problem, but the majority of them will just try to fix your symptoms versus trying to fix the problem when it comes to the thyroid. Yeah. And like, I've gone through so many doctors because they're like, well, your levels are fine. I'm like, but I don't feel fine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the, that's the same thing as what my doctor told me. He, he well, like he told me the thyroid level it wasn't high enough to get on medication. It's so low though that I wouldn't be able to have kids. Oh wow. Yeah, I know. It's like a it's like a cloud over your head. Yes, I mean. and in addition to that, I guess what I got cataracts too to add to that. Oh man. <laughs> I already got a cloudiness. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, I just need a new body. That's it. Just like I need to go into a factory and just they need to reinvent me. (laughs) I would like that one, please. (laughs) Yeah, that one with with no anxiety, no depression, no hypothyroidism, no calcium deficiency, no broken enzyme. I I can just go on. (laughs) (laughs) And so what has your marriage taught you? I would say patience, first of all. (laughs) But I think that's with any, you know, relationship. Mm -hmm. But the biggest lesson for me has been to appreciate differences. You know, like I said, my my family and I were from Argentina. I lived in Argentina until I was nine. So we carry our own culture. And traditions. Yeah, and traditions. And his family was born and raised here in Georgia. And there's a lot of things that are just different because of the way that people are raised, because of the things that they've been exposed to. Like until my husband and I went to Argentina right after we got married, he had never been out of the country. Wow. And there are things that that you can't really appreciate and that you don't understand until you're out of the country, until you're out of the United States and you realize like how different things are. And for him, it was a total shock to go to Argentina and be like, you know, this is real life here. But even beyond that, just the, you know, the small little cultural differences, our opinions on different, on different issues, and to understand that those opinions have been shaped by our experiences up until now. And that, you know, not every person thinks the same, not every person has had all these things come across their life to help shape that decision. So it's just, it's definitely, um, it's been a journey. Yeah, it's, and you know, it will continue to always be a journey. You know, I mean, people change all the time and 
the important thing is to always realize that you're you know you're together and you need to work together to work through those differences and to work through you know any issues that you might have because no relationship is perfect yeah right and it's just it's very eye-opening and especially now you know where like he and i are both at home 24 7 yeah you probably want to kill each other (laughs) (laughs) like he's got his own little room that's like above the garage and that's where he works his his man cave (laughs) yes exactly and you know we call it the tower because it's above the garage and we have a ranch (laughs) and you know but it's it's very real like you're so used to being around other people and having different types of interactions and all of a sudden you're stuck at home and it's been both a blessing and you know it's it drives you crazy sometimes because i think most people are just not used to having this constant exposure the same person just walking down the stairs wake up oh it's you again oh it's you again (laughs) (laughs) and you know it's really helped us grow a lot too because we've had time for conversations that before we haven't been able to have and you know really think about you know what are we doing because it's not like we're going anywhere right now you know like what are we doing with our lives with our marriage you know do we want to grow you know our family like it's just it, was, it begins yeah. to bring up questions that would have probably been put on the back burner yeah yeah definitely so you know i always say i'm like you know, you just you have to be open you have to be open with that person you know not everyone in your life deserves for you to be open with them but your significant other whoever they may be you have to be able to trust that they can take you know your openness because as soon as you start just having to hold something back that's you know that's where you get into trouble you start to separate a bit in a way yeah and you start to lose yourself you lose yourself and and then and you kind of lose each other in a way yeah so it's always just good to just keep each other in the loop and also to just remember to grow together because exactly we're not gonna we're, we're not gonna always be the same just as we talked earlier just growing mm-hmm. up from back then we're not the same person we may yeah. have some of the same personalities somewhat but we're not the same person overall exactly and i've heard in various times of just marriages or relationships they didn't like how their significant other changed within their relationship or marriage but Mm -hmm. you gotta let people grow yeah and you know to counteract that statement there's also you know the thought that when you can't accept and when you can't process how a person is changing usually it's a reflection of yourself yeah right like what what is preventing you from being able to understand or to acknowledge or to to grow in the same way yeah i feel like when it comes to it being yourself i feel like people should work on themselves by going to counseling or, or whatever to mm-hmm. go through their past and just close some chapters in their lives that they were holding on to caring yeah with them. they're caring with them for so long I can admit that there's still some chapters in my life that I can't seem to let go of. But when counseling reopens, oh, I'm dropping it down on that counselor, (laughs) man. 
Yeah, and you know, I think that that's something that's very real right now because us in our current lives, you know, we're always so busy. And I think that that's something, you know, just Americans in general, we're always running from here to there, you know, and, and I have dinner plans and, you know, I got to take my kid here and have this appointment. And it's just always go, 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 go. And now that you're at home, and you literally have nowhere to go. And all of a sudden you have these thoughts opening back up, you know, that mm. you might have suppressed for oh, years yeah. and years that maybe never even came up during your current relationship. And now all of a sudden it's back, <laughs> you know, and it's rearing its ugly head again in your present because you never resolved it. Yes. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through that right now. <laughs> <laughs> right there's just no other option and like you have to work you through have, it yeah and, you know whether whether that is counseling or you know finding someone that you trust to talk to or even talk through it because a lot of times that's all you need you know to be able to sit there and talk with someone and be like this is how I'm feeling you know this is why I think I feel this way and you don't necessarily need an answer or a solution just sometimes releasing it yeah <laughs> just really helps yeah. you but when you tell someone what's going on and they're like you just have to move on you just have to get over it like how do you even react to that because you just want them to just hear you out yeah and it's so frustrating because i've heard that so many times just let it go just move on but then when it comes to their problems they can hold that grudge on <laughs> so tight tighter than yeah. ever you know, something that I've always personally been pretty aware of is that I've always been a listener, right? And for a really long time, I felt like that wasn't enough because people always told me, like, you don't talk enough. You don't engage in conversation. But I'm listening. I'm, you know, observing. I'm taking everything in. Yes. And I got to a point where I felt like I had to give an answer. Mm. And, you know, I was like, well, maybe you can do this or what about this? And I started realizing that people don't like that. Like you said, you know, like that's not what they're looking for. They're just looking for you to listen. So I've had to consciously pull myself back. And I actually have a very specific scenario in mind where it was the other way around. One of my first dog that I owned got really sick and went through like horrible traumatic experience until she finally passed oh, away. No. And one of my close friends at the time you know after she after my dog passed and it's been I think not even a month actually it wasn't even a month and she's like why are you so hung up on them like why just move on get another dog and I was like my face in my head was just like you know jaw yeah. drop like are you kidding me like that's the last thing it, you want to hear yeah and it's like things just can't just be replaced like that no no I always have to tell myself that people just see the world differently and that's something that I always am telling my friends and my family I'm like you have to realize like people haven't been through the same things that you have they have different priorities they there's different things that are important to them and I always just take a second <laughs> breathe and then I have to put myself in their shoes you know and see okay why are they looking at it this way and you know some people are just really just trying to help in the best way that they know how and that may not necessarily be the best way that is good for you. Yeah. So to end it off, what advice would you give someone to find patience within themselves? I think people have to be okay with the fact that 
first of all, patience doesn't come easily, right? And to be patient with yourself, you know, if if you're trying to change something about yourself or if you're just trying to become accustomed to something, you have to realize that things don't change from one second to the next. That, you know, a process is usually going to be difficult. It's going to require mistakes. And even if you're trying, you know, to sit there for a second and think about something before you give a response, it's okay if in your head all these different thoughts are coming at you, you know, and you might have the wrong answer come at you first. And that's okay. Like for you to acknowledge that you might not have the right response to something right away. And then, you know, just breathe. Yeah, we all gotta... (laughs) And then move forward. We we all gotta remember (laughs) to breathe. That's the one thing I always forget when I have a panic attack. Yeah. Breathe. Just breathe. Breathe. (laughs) You still gotta live. It's just, you know, I, I just constantly have to tell myself I'm not perfect. I have to give myself time and I'm going to make mistakes. Yeah. And, you know, and that's for everyone. No one is perfect. And it's okay to sit there and make mistakes, you know, even several times. It's just, it's part of the process, part of the journey. Mm, I love that. Well, thank you for joining me, Vicki. Thank you for having yeah. me. And for the rest of you, see you back here next Monday. Stay safe and be well. Thank you.